Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and Badgers fans, thank you for tuning in. Today, we talk about the Iowa game, recap what happened in Iowa. Badgers fell 24-10. They're now 5-5. Five and five. But not everything is dark for the football team, or is it? The media has some stories circulating. We're going to touch on those. And then the basketball season. So let's get into the show. fans, welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host. And today we have a great episode. We're talking the Iowa game recap. Wisconsin fell 24 to 10 in Iowa, falling to 5 and 5 on the season. Where does the team go from here? Who's looking good? Who's looking bad? Also, some media in the news after the game. A little bit of drama surrounding some of the Badgers and their transfer status. We'll touch on that. And, of course, we'll preview next week's game against Nebraska. Also, the basketball season is underway, so we have a tremendous episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'm joined by KJ, my co-host. KJ, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on, Badgers fans? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Badgers, Iowa, entertaining as can be. Unfortunately, it didn't bounce our way, uh, but we definitely have some thoughts. I just want to say uh, rest in peace, Devin Chandler. Unfortunately, gone too soon. Our prayers are with him and his family. And, uh, you know, we we, uh, just, you know, it's very unfortunate, but just thinking of him, you know, thinking of him and his loved ones. Uh, But, you know, back to the season, Badgers are 500, and and that's kind of the – that's kind of what this team is, you know. They're they're a 500 team. Uh, they they might shake out one or two wins here before the season's over, but uh, they are who you know they they kind of have appeared to be, and and we'll dive into that more in the in the coming minutes. So thanks for having me. Yep. Well, Cage, 24 to 10. You mentioned it was an exciting game. I think Nick Herbig, his strip sack set the tone early. He finished with three sacks on the day, but the Badgers defense was alive and well. Iowa couldn't get anything going on offense all game. 94 yards passing, 57 yards rushing, and yet they win 24 to 10. What do you think went wrong for the Badgers? And I guess in general, how come they're, you know, coming up short in your opinion? Man, a lot of things, you know. I mean, Graham Mertz throwing interceptions doesn't help. Throwing pick sixes doesn't help. Uh, you know, Braylon Allen not having his best game doesn't help. You know, just the, the team in general, I think not just being honed in on the details as they have been in prior years right like Nick Herbig as we know and as Badger Nation knows is a special player you know he's got double digit sacks he comes back his first game back it's three sacks on the road versus a very 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 talented program in Iowa that puts a lot of talent in the NFL but the rest of the team is is offering you you know not much and 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 so what, what I'm trying to say is, like, Nick, you know, th- there's been a lot that's gone on this year, and, and Nick Herbig is, is one of the leaders of the team. You know, he's a very emotional guy, very emotional leader. But he, you know, he has an older brother in the NFL. Uh, he kind of just understands what it takes. So if he, like, you know, spills out his emotions, if he's maybe more emotional than, than uh, college football fans are used to seeing, he's at least channeling that into all he has to give on the field and is getting results because of that you know you three sacks it's like that'll get the scouts looking they, they were looking already now they're for sure looking you know I don't know Nick Herbig he might want to leave early depending on how things shake out here but it seems like the rest of the Badgers football team like this whole year there's been the emotion that Nick Herbig has shown but other than Nick Herbig 
who really has backed it up? You know, who really has channeled that emotion into output? I'm trying to think of some guys. You know, I think uh, Latu is a guy that comes to mind. Yeah, I think Hunter boy, Wolver comes, Latu. <laughs> comes to mind. You know, but other than that, man, I mean, I, I don't think it's Braylon Allen. The Hawaii boy. You know, Isaac Garendo has kind of just been about his business, busting off big runs. I want to see him get more and more touches uh, going forward. You know, Graham Mertz certainly hasn't channeled his emotion into better play. Um, you know, and I think the team as a whole sitting at 500 kind of just, you know, it, everybody has emotions, whether you're on the field or off the field, but it's what you do with those emotions that kind of dictates how things are going to go. And, and right now the batters, like they've displayed plenty of emotions, this emotion this year, but really there's only one, one or two guys who are actually channeling that into productivity on the football field. I know, I, I don't know, man, like, what are your thoughts on that? I know some people might think that's a little harsh, but Where's the output, right? Like, this is a 500 Badgers team is going to be the worst Badgers team in many people's lifetimes. You're absolutely spot on with that. Keontes Lewis, the the Badger who led them in receiving against Iowa, is a transfer in. He's a transfer in. He had 71 yards in a receiving touchdown. But ahead of him on the depth chart is Chamiri DK, is Skylar Bell. Offensive line, you know, Jack Nelson, Joe Tipman, you know, Riley Mallman, all these guys – I was expecting to do big things, and I think the line has drastically underachieved, in my opinion, They're Cage. not the only ones, man. And then on quarterback, right, Graham Mertz, no one I can look at more and just think, as a junior in the depth chart, I don't want to see him get a senior year chance. I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it with him. You know, I'm ready to move on, and yeah. I, I can't believe we're still talking about – Graham Mertz. It's like this I mean, guy does just, not deserve to start. Come on. There's just no accountability either. You know, he's... And I that's mean, when the team will t- get serious, Cage. Is right now the team can't get serious because they're still rolling out with the quarterback who just continues to play terrible yet have kind of this all-star untouchable status. Well, that's the thing. You hit on the head, man. It's very similar to the Packers scenario, Badgers fans. It's like the Packers just signed Aaron Rodgers to a top-of-sport deal. You know, he's making like 50-some million a year. And then he went and had a couple terrible games to start the season, resulting in several losses, very similar to the Badgers. And now Graham Mertz in, in a million years isn't in the same league as Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot of talk, like, should the Packers bench him? Should they go with Jordan Love? Should they see what they have in the backup? Could it even get any worse? And, you know, you even the, the only that. thing— well, the only thing that kept Rodgers starting, really, is one, legacy and, and past achievements, something that Graham Mertz doesn't really have. But two, it's like he signed this massive deal where there's no, you know, there's no chance they're going to bench him. And it's like the way that Graham Mertz's job security has been, it's like the guy signed like a 10-year, $200 million deal or something. Obviously, that's not possible in college sports at this moment in time. But it's like that's kind of the way his job security has been perceived. And why does he have this job security? I mean, this is one of the worst Badger teams in, like I said, many people's lifetimes. They're they're 500, which means you shouldn't be too proud to try alternate, you know, fixes or or solutions potentially. And, you know, man, I I mean, we could go into detail all day. Like we talk about Braylon Allen. We talk about the line. We talk about the receiving groups. You could talk about just the emotion. But this team has been continuously capped for years by Graham Mertz in the quarterback position. I would love to see Miles Burkett get a shot, man. You know, it's like it's, this, it's just like the same story f- every week. We're watching we're Graham Mertz unable out there. Cage. He's unable out there. He's overthinking things. The ball is just never really 
it's never on the same page. Whether he wants his receiver to cut in, right? Graham Mertz throws it low and inside, and his receiver's running outside. It's like, dude. I don't even know what to say because you have the arm strength. You got the talent. It's got just it all not the result. The and, results, man. And, and I'm ready to move on. Give Miles Burkett a chance. Chase Wolf, Wolf, the senior redshirt. What is he doing in the backup spot? It's just like we're, we're holding on to something, Cage. It's not worth holding on to right I now. I think. And I think that's why the Badgers lost to Iowa. Braylon well, Allen, he didn't have it. You could kind of see out there. He was kind of churning his legs. It was kind of soft, you know, going down easy. And then Garendo, I feel like, has been running a little harder than him. He absolutely. only gets seven carries. He had at least a four-yard average. I mean, man, it's like Braylon, you know, after the game where there's sorry, we're going to have to address it. You know, all of a sudden all over the media, Badgers fans, it's is Braylon Allen transferring to Michigan or USC because it was found out that he was following running back coaches from these schools on his Instagram. The guy tried to deny it. It's like, dude. It's okay, You know, like you followed them on Instagram. It's pretty obvious at this point. But, you know. He himself, is he checked out? Is he in? And I think that's what, uh, you know, Leonard's looking to find. That's what I'm looking to find. And and I think it kind of starts with just rotating through. Look, you got to choose now. Well, building on your point, man, it's almost like Braylon Allen's performance of late is, is like him acting like he's got some sort of legacy that gives him like undetermined or, you know, undeterred star status. It's like, man, look at all these backs that have come through Wisconsin. You got Jonathan Taylor, three all world seasons, you know, like, like he hasn't done that, you know, and Jonathan Taylor wasn't acting like this. He wasn't, you know, giving the inconsistency that Braylon Allen has shown this year, like, like whatever, you know, he, he, he couldn't catch the pass at first. So Jonathan Taylor worked his butt off, developed a passing game and he always remained humble. And it's like before him, you had Melvin Gordon, who was just light years ahead of the talent category of, of so many players. And then you have James White, you have Monty Ball, you have Corey Clement, you have P.J. Hill, you have John Clay. It's like all of these guys had not just one great season. Like, that's standard for Wisconsin backs. They had multiple great seasons. And it's like, man, because if they didn't, the next guy would take their spot. I remember when John... Uh, excuse me, I remember when Monty Ball, Melvin Gordon, and James White were in the same backfield. It's like, if that were the case today, you can bet the running back position would be churning out a higher output than it is right now. And, it, and it's like, I mean, you know, on a broader uh, conversation point, we've been saying it for weeks now. It's like this group of guys, you know, we, we've been able to talk to a lot of the players in the program for these last several years. And it's like the same fight you saw in certain guys just doesn't appear to be here you know it doesn't no appear, it's like, not like it's, it's, it's not it's not i'm just trying to be different i'm just trying to be kind about it exactly it's yeah. it's like they, they we've said this in weeks weeks past and we've hinted at it like this group of guys you know they're just like they're going against an iowa team you know they get beat you know that's kind of how the season goes it's like nick herbig clearly different gets three sacks what does that tell you you know it's like they're making money it's time to treat this like a job you know if you're not performing well why do you feel like you need to be showered in praise you know, it's like a program like this. This is going to be one of the it's worst seasons in the last you know, 30 Sheldon, years. Yeah, it's cage. It's just a drastic it's just, drop just off. Being five fair. and five, right? You know, like Jim Leonard getting upset. There's nothing to you know, celebrate. That, that teams are tampering with his players. It's like, Jim, because they see what's going on. 
they see this thing self-destructed and they're trying to reach out at guys like Braylon Allen, these these teams. The big media is trying to pull these players away because what they see is a full rebuild. Unfortunately, well, that's well, what I think a lot of teams see. And Jim Leonard's job is yeah. to prevent that. It's to prevent well, that. Well, even if he does it takes getting rid of Graham rebuild, it, rebuild, it's like what? how much worse can it get, right? The batters are 500. You know, this is pretty much the worst it's been. Um, it can yeah, get man, bad. You know, I mean, it could for sure get bad, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, we're five and five. Like, there's not really much lower to go. So, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's just got to be Nebraska, Cage, Nebraska, Minnesota, two games. Can the Badgers win both or split or will they lose both? Man, I mean, if they if they don't change something, they're gonna lose both. Like, I I just see that this team has like zero heart in it. This team has very yeah. minimal fight in it. You know, there are certain players that do. It's like the boxer in the last, <laughs> last couple of rounds. Shindike. You know, it, <laughs> and it's like you said back to Leonard's point. Uh, or, or the point about Leonard and the transfer. It's like this is like t- you know a battle about to commence, and you see like the vultures flying overhead. Like they know there's gonna I'm be saying. casualties. The sharks are circling. Yeah, you know, and it's like maybe if the if the batters would win more, none of this would be a problem. That's the thing. Winning solves all. And if you're going to continue running out a quarterback who absolutely does the opposite of win, you know, you're going to get these other micro problems. You're going to get people Go circling over Braylon winner. Allen. You're going to get, you know, like Keanu Ben. he's probably off the NFL. Nick Herbig, I mean, he, I can't imagine he won't be unless his, his draft grades come back way lower than he, ex, you know, everyone expects. But... There's certain players on the team that just stand out, uh, and and a lot of them don't. And it's not like it's it's just because it's simply gone. so average. You know, they're so average. Like Wisconsin has not been average for for since you know as long as Barry Alvarez has had his fingerprints on the program, and he's still got his fingerprints on the program. Chris McIntosh came in, you know, Barry's handpicked successor. It's just a, there's so many problems. It's like everyone's trying to to analyze these problems, but they all stem from having a terrible year and being mediocre, you know? And so, I, I, I mean... I think it's just a lack of a hard nose, right? It's like, this team's got talent. They've got athletes. They've got the facilities. They've got all the gear. They've got everything they need. It's just that killer mentality of, like, a chip on your shoulder. I don't think this unit necessarily had that chip on their shoulder cage. That's what it is for me. And, you know, before Brad beat it down too deep, I think they can go one and one. If they start Mertz, I don't understand why they would, but I think they can go maybe one and one, beat Nebraska, lose to Minnesota. I say shake it up, go with Miles Burkett, see what can happen. See what you got. Two games, nothing to lose. We're five and five. Come on. Well, and here's what I'm going to say. Here's a a bold take, right? Badgers have a really, really, really long bowl streak. Badgers fans, you have to let us know if you agree or disagree with this, but if the Badgers go 2-0 in their final two games and finish 7-5, then go play the bowl game, extend the streak, you know, have a nice little participation trophy, whatever. Let's get on to next year and actually doing some things that matter. Um, but if they go one in one and finish at six and six, I think they should just decline the invite and be like, "Look, this season is shot dead. Like this season is who wants to lost. see a bowl streak? You don't even gauge. Do, you don't even. When you're not going to any bowl game if you're going bowls. six and six. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, like if you go, maybe they'll go zero and two and they'll just save everyone the trouble. But it's like, think about this. Like we're actually talking about a seven and five ending record. 
Oh man. I mean, like maybe they win the bowl game and go eight and five and, and maybe you can have like a thread of optimism, but let's say the Badgers go seven and six or seriously seven and five. And then we, we lose our bowl game and we go seven and six. Let's say we go one and one in these final two games and go six and six and lose our bowl game and then go six and seven. Oh man. I almost might want to just forego the bowl game and say, Hey guys, we just, we just didn't do enough to deserve it. You know, streak. I'm sorry. That's gone. You know, like it comes down to how aggressive cage you have to compete against these killer killers of, you know, head coaches in the big 10 in college football itself. It's a, the competitive landscape is getting even more and more. It's almost like European soccer now where teams can spend, right? Now they're, they're spending. Now they're, they're spending. Well, and you're starting to see thing. programs elevate, Cage. <laughs> Head coaches the same way. Jim Harbaugh, Brett Bielema, all these guys all around the Big Ten. You know, Michigan State paid their coach. You know, Ohio State always has a powerhouse. But guess and, what? Guess Penn what? State also doing good, Cage. Wisconsin has to also just – Embrace that challenge, right? Embrace it. Well, I mean, Jim the Badgers Leonard, have get him recruiting. Can he recruit enough? I mean, I, I have faith he can because he can relate to almost every recruit out there. He's like, hey, I was I was a walk on. I made something of myself. I got to the league. I stayed there for ten years. Now I'm coaching. It's like everyone who loves football, whether you're a player, or a coach, that. or a fan you can like relate at some way to that story. Like, even if you, let's say you're a player, you're like, look, man, I know that I'm good enough to play college, but I'm probably not good enough to maybe make the NFL. Well, Jim Leonard could be like, you know, he's kind of like your life path into coaching. You know, someone's like, Hey, you know, I don't even know if I'm good enough to get a scholarship, but cheer Jim Leonard's off me a walk-on spot. This man went from walk-on to, to NFL player. And, and, you know, it's like, that's a path that I can see myself walking down and it's like, let's say you're you're a player and, and you think like, man, like I, I even have a feeling that after these three, four years in college, I'm going to go to the pros. Well, there's a coach who played 10 years in the pros and it was recently too. It wasn't just like 30, 40 years ago, right? So no matter where Jim Leonard is coming into these recruiting pitches, having to find common ground, he can do it. And, and I just want to say back to your, your comment about the Badgers spending, it's like, man, their amount of money in Madison is so crazy. It's crazy, Badgers fans. And, like, do some research. You know, there is so much money in this university, flowing through this university, flowing throughout this alumni group. Look at some of the companies they've made. Look at some of the, the products, the positions, whatever it might be. There's plenty of money. You know, it's just will they want to use it? It might even have to come at the expense of maybe a lesser sports program. Like if there's a program out there that's not drawn any eyeballs, it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, do you want to have your, your football program go from upper tier like the the Badgers have been over the last decade pulling in hundreds of millions of dollars if not billions and you want to see that slip down into mediocrity where the amount they pull in is significantly less if it means cutting your you know one of your lowest 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 least popular uh, collegiate sports just to make the money work like you might have to make that sacrifice if you can keep your program upper tier it's going to bring in way more money to support way more sports than if you let that program fall to the middling tier and, you know, keep all of these other sports. It's like they got some serious decisions to make, but they have money. Madison has money. Madison has story. Madison has a coach. They just don't have the players right now. And I don't Here's know if they have the attitude. Yeah, I think which which is interesting to me, Cage, is this year is a little bit of a break from, you know, tradition in a way where 
when I think about position groups, I was thinking in my head about Ohio State and how they kind of dominate the wide receiver position group, right? They've got Harrison Jr. now. They've got, like, first-round picks every year coming out at wide receiver. Wisconsin, typically the running backs. For some reason, I'm not getting that same spark from Braylon this year that he had last year. I think he ran harder last year, you know, moving to the offensive Absolutely, line group. man. It could I'm not be seeing the, NFT, the names, you know. You know like, I'm not seeing the offensive line, you know, carry that really. Who, who's like the big walk-on tradition, right? You know, Joe Shorbert came on the podcast, talked about he was a walk-on, made it to the league, got a big deal with the Steelers and, or the Jaguars. And, you know, he was a walk-on. Where where are the walk-ons, Cage? Where is that like competitive? Where's spirit? the program structure? It's like That's what's, what's the point interesting. of what's the it's point like, of even having multiple quarterbacks on the roster in terms of a structural aspect to your you know your your starters, your backups, if you're literally not gonna use them, right? It's like I have like six rakes in the garage or something. I got a huge bunch of leaves on the grass. Well, well, and one know, of my rakes has got like busted parts to it. It's like, I'm going to go grab the next rake and start raking so I can get this job done. He, you know? he, like, getting back to my point is the NIL thing has turned these teams from like where, okay, walk-ons are still, you know, decently similar to the guys with the full scholarships, right? You know, they, they still get most of the, you know, perks, but they don't get the full scholarship, Right. Nowadays, the gap is insane. No one's saying, hey, you know, I want to go be walk-on when you got guys, you know, getting cars and houses and, you know, tons of money. And I think the walk-on, you know, culture cage, it's going to be a prediction, a wild prediction, but I think it's going to come, it's going to fall off a bit. You know, it's going to yeah, be treated really more like, hey, it's just scholarship guys. You know, it's like, where am I, I going know. to play? You know, what, what are your thoughts know. on that? See, I actually, that's a very interesting conversation. I don't know if I see that I almost see the opposite where let's say the University of Miami right like someone from our high school just ended up get accepting a scholarship to the University of Miami it's, it's called NILU these days but like you know if he let's say he was given the opportunity to walk on at a Miami or, or like a walk on at a Texas versus like maybe get a scholarship at Wisconsin or a scholarship at like South Florida or something you know I think if you're the walk on and you're just within that you know, machine that just prints money like those programs do. I think you could even get more opportunities that way. But but the problem with this entire conversation is it's not a football conversation. It's a money it's a conversation. Mental. It's a yeah, money it conversation. A money. It's it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the, they, they interview these guys in the draft process. They say, is, his, <laughs> is football his number one? You know, is video games his number one? Is money his number one? Is, is, is are women his number one? But if football's his number one, I want him on my team. Well, Badgers fans, we're seeing it like Ike. We're seeing it at Ike. We're seeing it in in all aspects of college sports. Less and less of these players have football as their number one, and you know you can kind of tell on the Badgers who, whose football is their number one. Uh, you can tell who kind of isn't, and, and maybe some of these drop offs and stuff like that, and, and some of these comments and stuff. It's just really disappointing, right? Because a college scholarship to a, a world class university, like consensus top fifty university in the world, like Madison, you know, it's worth probably at least a hundred thousand dollars of tuition money. Like that's worth a lot of money, and that will change someone's life. And there are thousands, if not millions, of people who would gladly take a, a scholarship and, and appreciate it. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's made it to the point where that seemed like it's not good enough anymore and uh the overall product is suffering especially in the case of the wisconsin badgers i don't know if you got any final thoughts al before we final talk thought, basketball for a yeah, bit final and, thoughts for me is uh i actually heard football, this quote the other football. day yeah um on the football team 
is never like I think it was Winston Churchill said something how about always take advantage of a good crisis, right? And so the Badgers have a crisis right here. You know, a five and five team, new head coach, interim coach. I think what you're seeing is like you know other teams taking advantage of the yep. Badgers' crisis yep. too. But the Badgers, but Wisconsin not. has to you know take this as an opportunity to be flexible, make change, right? And I think that's what they have to start looking at this as is like, hey, we have a little looser, we have you know a little more to play with, a little more wiggle room here with our decision making. Let's let's use this, let's reposition our troops, let's let's get things back into order how we want it for the future. So let's stay optimistic. Nebraska's coming up, anyone's game really. Uh, it's a coin start, flip. Yeah, it's, it's a coin, a coin flip. flip. What team will come out? You know, oh, we'll man. see what I, happens. I think, I think to the basketball, though, I real think, quick, I think there's a chance we beat Nebraska. I don't see any way we're beating Minnesota, and I hope I'm wrong, Badgers fans. I hope I'm wrong. I just think their program is superior to ours right now. Same. Uh, flip it over to basketball. Basketball's only played one. The basketball team's only played one game since we last hopped on the pod, but that was against the Stanford Cardinals cage, in which Wisconsin won sixty to fifty. Bit of an ugly offensive game. <laughs> Stanford only hit one three. Uh, Badgers shot thirty seven percent from the field, sixty one percent from the line. But what they didn't do was turn the ball over nearly as much as Stanford. Only nine turnovers for the Badgers, sixteen for Stanford. Tyler Wall played decent. You know, Jordan Davis played pretty well, 13 points in 25 minutes. Wisconsin, you know, knocking off Stanford, I think that's a good win for me. Absolutely. And Badgers fans, I said it last week or or two weeks ago, whenever that was, you know, great guards in the Badgers, they're going to get their regular season wins. That's one thing they've proven to be pretty great at in terms of pattern recognition is they're going to knock off some people regular season, non-conference. They're going to knock off some impressive conference foes, and they're going to build a pretty good resume, uh, you know, barring the unexpected. If if their pattern holds true to years past, the Badgers will get some impressive regular season wins. Stanford, that's one of them, right? Like, they're not a slouch program. The Lopez. The the pride of the Lopez bros, exactly. (laughs) Very, very, very intelligent players playing there. You know, they, they usually have their choice of athletes, uh, but the Badgers got to win, you know, and that's that's key win number one. So I'm going to give them their props. I'm going to give them their congratulations. They took care of business. thought it was pretty cool that they had it in Miller Park and Fam Field. And uh, let's just build on this. You know, like for yep. me, it's all about the tourneys, right? The, like Grey Guard, he's going to give us some great upsets. He's going to give us... You know, just some some enjoyment at the regular season, but let's see what we can do with this, right? Let's see what we can do with it. It's a fun schedule most. for the Badgers. You know, they've got Green Bay next, KJ, and then they've got 21 ranked Dayton Flyers. You know, fun out of conference game. Then Wake Forest ACC matchup, and then Marquette. So it's like, you know, four games for Wisconsin to see what they can. They can win all of those, you know, or they could lose two of those. You know, like, what team is this Wisconsin team going to be early on? Because after that, it becomes Big Ten play already against Maryland. So that's interesting. So about four more non-conference games before things switch up. Do you have any predictions, Cage, on those next four games, what the Badgers will go? Green Bay, I think it's going to be a win. Who'd be, who else Who else is in there? Dayton Flyers, 20 for, they're 24 first rank but i you know wisconsin they're pretty good that's a toss-up that's a coin at flip. dayton at dayton uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna go dayton what's the third one 
third one, we got Wake Forest in the Big Ten ACC matchup. I think we're going to win that one just because the Badgers usually do well in these early season tournaments. See, I, like, they're, they're very predictable. Usually in the early season tournaments, we make a bunch of noise, get ourselves a decent ranking. I think they're going to take that one. But then Marquette, Marquette, December 3rd. I think that we're going to drop that one. You know, that's obviously a coin flip. I know the Badgers have done pretty well in that rivalry, but I think okay, Marquette with their coach now. Marquette's got Purdue tomorrow. That's going to be a good game. That's, that's going to be a good game, Badgers fans. You know, see what the rival's doing. I think Shaka Smart's a great coach. You know, I think that Marquette made a very strong hire when they hired him. I think it's going to be a thorn in the Badgers' side for as long as he's there. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen. But, yeah, all three of those games coming up, I think they're both winnable. They're, they're or Excuse me, they're all three winnable. They're all three losable. Uh, but if the Badgers can come out of that, like, three and one, Five solid one right like point, if they can yeah, come out of that two and two it's play. like okay maybe it's what i expected you know kind of not the best team not the worst team but y- you'd like to avoid the losses for as long as possible when in any college sport uh if they can come out of that four it and matters oh, in college sports oh absolutely man like if you can if you let's say the badgers come out of that four and oh like i don't know how they're gonna do it but maybe they can right six and oh that's gonna be some early season hype yeah. It's going to be fun. They're going to be gonna out be hyping fun. the, ba- the, the yeah. football team. Usually yeah, this is be. where we're, we're about to gear up and play for the Big Ten Championship in a few weeks, and the football side of things doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. So we got to find it anywhere we can, Badgers fans. Basketball team, that's the fun thing about the sport is uh, and the university is there's always somewhere else you know, to find some fun. And uh, we're going to be here every step of the way. KJ, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Badgers fans, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you can leave a five-star review, that's the number one way you can help the show. Also, tell a friend. And, Cage, do you have any final thoughts before we sign out here? Hey, Badgers fans, Nebraska, Minnesota, basketball. It's on Wisconsin forever, baby. On Wisconsin forever. We... Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Thank you again for listening. And as always, go Big Red Badgers. Here we are yet again. University Street. Yeah, Dayton's where we eat. Yeah, Camp Randall. Yeah, get loud, yeah, get proud
Second chance The facts don't have 